Hello, everyone. Welcome to the inaugural production of the Hard to Be Human podcast. This is Hard to Be Human, and I'm Nikki J. And my co-host is Isa, and I'm very excited to have her with us today. Thank you, Isa. No problem. Hey. Hard to Be Human is a human interest podcast. We're talking to people about the difficulties and challenges of being a human being and what we're doing in our lives to deepen the conversation and deepen our experience of being a human and figuring out how to do it better, evolutionary, and uh, in a really groovy style. So a little bit of history about me. I used to be on the radio. My name is Nikki J. I was on Finding Cupid with David Cruz back in Los Angeles, California at a Sunset Gower Studios. And I knew that I wanted to have my own podcast one day. So here we are. And with that, I ended up in Prague. We're coming to you live from Studio Savets. And Studio Savets is creative space for creative creatures. And I met the best people ever in my entire life. Art makers galore here in uh, Studio Savets. I met Isa, and uh, we're coming to you live from this amazing space. We'll have some video to share with you at some point. Um, so yeah, Hard to Be Human is also a public speaking business. I teach people how to use rhetoric, their language, find their inner voice, and express themselves on a corporate and creative level. I also work with students. So if this is something that is interesting to you, you can find me here at hardtobehuman.com. And um, yeah, I'm excited to be with us today. Isa, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so I moved from my hometown in Poland to Prague one year ago. Welcome. Um, to fulfill my dream. I know how cliche that sounds. Of studying art and becoming an artist. So throughout this year, I met a lot of inspiring people and... Um, I became part of this amazing community of Studio Savets, which, as you mentioned, is basically a space for creatives. And that's where I met you, and that's where we are right now. Mm -hmm. um, what's your favorite part about Savets? What has really inspired you the most? I think just um, how open people are and how helpful every, everyone is. And I think that's the... like part that keeps me here. Okay. And what made you say yes to me regarding doing this <laughs> podcast and being my amazing co-host and co-producer? I tend to say yes to everything that's creative. <laughs> <laughs> that can be a problem. I'm the, like, I'm basically the yes man. Okay. Like, well, we'll work on that a little bit. Honey. <laughs> <yeah>. But um, <laughs> why did you say yes specifically to Hard to Be Human? Mm, because... I tend to question myself a lot about um, what it means to be human and I want to find eventually at least one answer to many questions I have. So I hope throughout this um, journey we will um, find, I will find at least one. Yeah, definitely. Is there one question in particular that you really struggle with? Um, not really, I think. It just, they come and go um, every time. I don't know, like you just go out on the street and you see something and you just question the world. Why is it like that? Mm -hmm. And what, how can we help it? What can we do? to um, change something. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I know for myself, I definitely have gone through, I have a wonderful life that I'm very happy about. But even achieving some of the goals or desires that I've had in my life, I've had to walk through the shadow of the doubt and really struggle with my own sense of self, what it means to be a human being. Why was I a human and not born as a domestic house cat? I know that sounds silly, but I'm kind of serious. I was born in this bipedal form, and what does it mean? We have personalities, we have brains, we are animalistic, we absolutely are animals, and yet we also have been allowed to think deeply and feel deeply about many, many things. Um, I'm also a professional actor and have been in the theater since sixth grade, and that has absolutely been one of the best petri dishes, as I like to say, to look at human experience, human behavior, and um, set up a situation where we can look at it from different frames. And um, also did very well in school, really enthralled by academics in general, politics, science, math, the social sciences, and, and philosophy, and looking at why we do what we do, and how we can change ourselves if we want to, which is always the critical thing. Yes. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. So why do some people not do things, and why do I do things? Those are the kinds of questions that I've definitely asked myself. And uh, to be personal for a moment, when I first came to Prague, I was going through a very hard time. My marriage had ended, and um, my father had just passed away. And I'm right under the Nusle Bridge, which anyone here in Prague knows maybe a little bit of history about that. That's the place where people went to jump off the bridge if they wanted to end their lives. And now I live there, and I would look at that bridge. It's certainly a choice. You can choose to not live. But if you choose to live, how do we do it as well as possible? Those are the questions that I want to ask our guests. Today we have a really special guest. I'm very yes. excited. It's our first ever podcast. I'm really honored to have him on board with us today. He is well known in the Prague community as a hip-hop artist, a radio personality. His name is Craig Montana, also known as Seamonts. Thank you so much for coming here today. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. Yes, that melodic radio voice. And just so we know, the theme for today is about change and about how it can be really challenging to change. And yet we know, if we know this, that in order to grow, we need to go through sometimes very painful change. And so we'll be talking with Craig today about um, some of the work he's done in a community back in England called 30 Pound Gentlemen. And we'll learn more about this organization and we're just gonna get to know Craig a little bit better. Again, well-known in our community, amazing hip-hop artist. We'll hear some of his stylings later on, but the focus of today's conversation is about change and um, how we can get better at it. Thanks so much for being with us. Very excited to have you listening. This is Hard to Be Human with Nikki J and Issa. We'll be back in just a moment.
Welcome back. We've returned. It's hard to be human with Nikki J and Isa. Thanks again for being listeners and very excited, as I said, to welcome Craig Montana Seamonts to our radio station, to our podcast room at Studio Savats. Welcome, Craig. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm honored to be the first guest. Are you? I am. I am. <laughs> okay, cool. Why'd you say yes? <laughs> Uh, because it sounded very interesting and it's similar to uh, Issa, that it's something that I always like to do uh, to explore and to ask questions and especially with other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm interesting, it, interested in podcasting, so it was lots of bonuses. There's no reason to say no. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, we're really happy you said yes. Thank you so much. Well, I know that a lot of people in Prague, especially along, uh, you're originally from England, and Mm -hmm. we'll talk more about that in a minute, but a lot of people know you as a hip-hop artist, as a Mm. radio DJ. Mm -hmm. Um, You've performed at Savitz many times. You're wonderful. I love watching you perform. Honestly, your your lyrics are tight, and your flow is sweet. (laughs) I'll take that. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. Um, but my primary reason for having you on air with us today was because I knew that you are a radio personality and you and I have personally gotten into some very lovely conversations that I feel like we only touched upon and that I knew that if I told you what the podcast was about, Mm. you'd be engaged. So again, thanks again, but, um, tell people, tell me, tell Issa a little bit about yourself. What, um, what brought you to Prague? And what got you into music in the first place? And let's start there. Uh, I guess I should ask the first question, what got me into music in the first place? Uh, my parents were always into music. Uh, I, my father more into like reggae and lovers rock, rare groove and soul. And my mum into like 70s and 80s soul. Mm, and sweet. so there was a lot of music around all the time. My dad was also quite friendly with a lot of DJs that were coming up at the time, a lot of London names, people like Giles Peterson, Chris Phillips, uh, lots of... He was also managing bands, I found out recently. Uh, so music was always around. My cousin on my mother's side was also manager of a big... Or not a big, a small, but influential record shop in Brixton. A is shop that still in existence? I think it is, yeah, Red Records. Okay. Uh, so he was the manager there. And I must have been like 10 or 11 for my 11th birthday. We visited uh, him in the shop and he let me pick anything from the shop as a birthday gift. And I didn't know what to pick at that point. And so I sort of fell to him and he selected something. And obviously what he selected was sick. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, of course. It was uh, uh, UMCs and the album I think is called Strange Fruit. Okay. It's kind of legendary. Like the Billy Holiday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like the Billy Holiday. But I didn't I didn't know that then. But right. uh checked it on, on cassette, obviously. And yeah, it's like, yeah, this is what I'm into. And that was nineties hip hop. And a seminal moment. Never to be forgotten, an indelible mark on the brain. Yeah, yeah, Craig. definitely. But there are looking back, there are many of them like uh, vanilla Ice was also like a time I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, shit, A lot of people may find that, that very funny. But it was true. Like, <laughs> in England, hip-hop wasn't a mainstream genre. It was a very niche thing. It wasn't even... Many people didn't view it as a genre, you know. It was just a stupid form of music. Mm. It's not, they're not making music. It's not, they're not artists. They're mm-hmm. not, it's nothing. So it, was, it wasn't something that was as readily available or accepted 
And that's only like, what, 16, 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. So it was a big thing. And people like Vanilla Ice, regardless of the colour of his skin, he was like, he was doing something that I was like, yeah, yeah, I know that. That's mm -hmm. fucking cool. Mm -hmm. I, liked, I loved everything that he was... Uh, putting know, out. Putting out, yeah, not even yeah. representing, but projecting. And I was like, yeah, that ticked all the boxes. MC Hammer was the same. Michael Jackson was the same. <laughs> Bobby Brown was the same. Yeah, like all these they were vicious. Guys, Salt and Pepper. Uh, oh God, Bart Simpson was also like, it, it, it totally resonated with me. But there were lots of those moments, like picking the CD, picking the cassette at the uh, Red Records or seeing Vanilla Ice or Hammer. That got me into music, I think. Where were you before that moment? Like physically or yeah, mentally? Yeah, uh, mentally, emotionally. Bring us to the place where you were young, Craig, growing up. And where exactly are you from in England? Um, from I was born in London in the south, Tooting. Uh, but my parents divorced when I was very early, maybe like four or five. I don't have any memory of them being together. So really? I always remember living with my mum and visiting my father, my dad coming to collect me. I'd see him every other weekend, which was cool. It was, it was all, always the way it was. I, I don't remember any kind of happy unity between them. I can never imagine them even liking each other now, really. So it's a bit weird. And before you continue, do you have any siblings? No, I'm an only child. Okay, okay. And everyone's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No. Taps on laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Notes to self. Yeah. Uh, no, but my, uh, my father had a long-term girlfriend uh, or like partner for like 23 years, and she had two older boys. Uh, so when I, they were like seven years older than me or something, eight years older than me, maybe more. Mm. One was a professional football player and the other one was like a former Mr. Universe. And so they were like cool stepbrothers to have. Like that, that was the first time I'd ever really come into contact with someone so cool. That's like, awesome. And, and touchable. Like, yeah, it was cool. They were, were they cool into guys. music too? Heavily into music. He was like a... He was a professional footballer, so he was like 21 with lots of money and good taste in music and clothes and taught me about Soul to Soul. And oh my God, I love Soul to Soul. Yeah, she showed, <laughs> me, me, back, showed me some rare shit, man. And, oh, man. and gave me his hand-me-down clothes that I still cherish today. Like, So yeah, I, don't, I am an only child, but I've always been around so many friends and so many people that I count as family that I don't ever feel, I've never felt alone in that kind of family lacking a sibling like oh I wish mm -hmm. I had a brother I wish I had a sister I was always quite happy with my own space and happy to link people when I needed some kind of sibling type support mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what would be a shift that happened in your life where you really had to look at your own ability to adapt to change the, the, I think I've always been uh, looking and been able to adapt to change. Even like growing up with two sets of households, two sets of birthdays, two sets of summer holidays. Mm -hmm. it, of course, it's very good. But, you know, I, I always had to, I always felt like I, had, I was someone different when I was with one set and I was something different when I was in another set. Then at primary school, I was the only black child in my primary school. Uh, I grew up in Hampshire, in Basingstoke, and I went to Bramley Primary School, which was mm. like rural country primary school. A lot of farmland, 
And at that time, in the early 90s, there were no black people in that area in, in mm -hmm. Hampshire. So I was the only black child. There was another uh, mixed-race boy. But that was also a, a, having to adapt to change and recognising, like, immediately, like, I'm the only one that looks the way I, I do. It was tough. What was the toughest part about that? Uh... Children are just sick. They're just cruel. <laughs> What's up with that? It's Why? crazy. I don't understand how some children have the ability to be so deeply scathing. It was tough, but I think uh, the I think school was school is like that. It's tough, and sometimes it's tough on you, and you're the butt of the joke. And unfortunately, I was happy to see when it was other days. It was someone else's turn. There was a boy who had quite badly deformed legs and had like. Pretty so you were special bullied. shoes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I also very I was bullied for a while and then I learned that I didn't have to be bullied. I could be mm. a bully myself. I could I could give out as much as I give. And so in our school it was really strange because there were lots of different children. The black kid, the, the kid with the bad legs. And then I remember vividly some German children arrived. Oh no. The Germans. And that definitely <laughs> took the heat off me, for sure. Really? Oh, yeah, oh for God. sure. Yeah. It, was, it was like, sometimes I, th I think maybe my imagination has like played it up bigger than it was, but I definitely remember children marching around the playground, like Sikh Heiling, and the children being, it was a brother and sister, and then being like crying in the middle. That was that's oh pretty my Lord. deep stuff. Now, mm. I don't want to get too off target, but it's something that I think about, and so I'm posing this question to both you, you and Isa. What is it about human behavior that at that age, human animals can be disgustingly terrible? Like, what are we working out? I mean, nobody, I don't have consciousness uh, at the level that I have now at my age, you know, to find words for it. But what is that in human behavior, in human um evolution and development that that is a phase that you go through and either you get through it or you suffer and it can make an indelible mark of its own. I think it's just generally fear, isn't it? People don't know what they're seeing or what they're experiencing. So the best thing is to act out against it rather than take the time to understand. And I'm not yeah. a parent yet, but there is something going on on a DNA level that fear is part of growth. Fear is part of development. I don't have an answer. I'm asking. I think it's also about um, some sort of approval because uh, when I was in elementary school, also I moved from Germany to Poland. And <laughs> yes, <Forget it. laughs> and the kids were calling me Hitler for almost a year. And um, it was sad. It, why are you doing this? And I think it's part of, um, they just want to be liked and uh, that's why they um, behave that way. They look for someone who is weaker and who you can manipulate. Yeah, I agree. And for boys at that time, that weakness was if you didn't look the same as the other boys or if you were physically weaker than the other boys. But fortunately... It got to the, I got to the age where I wasn't physically weaker than those other boys. And often oh, when it yeah. got physical, I was like, okay, we can get physical. Like, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and, and... Did you beat some people up? 
Mm, I gave as good as I got, yeah, definitely. And I think also, looking back, that the I, I wasn't really... I'm not saying I wasn't punished, but the teachers kind of like recognised what was happening. And like there was one particular occasion where I, I beat one boy up and he deserved it completely. Like he'd mm -hmm. been bullying me for like mm -hmm. two years and, and like got to the point where I wasn't taking it and gave, yeah. gave him a slap. And he was on the floor crying, like begging and things like, and nobody said anything, just, just like left it. Okay. So. I'm sure you appreciated that. Um, yeah, I guess it's not an answer to any kind of problem, but... No. And it would have been nice if she or he had stepped in earlier, maybe. Maybe or maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> I understand. Well, you work with youth now. You found your way to 30-pound gentlemen. Would you mind letting us all know how that trajectory occurred um, and your relationship with this organization? Uh, yeah, since I've been in Prague, so I came here... I didn't answer your other question. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I'm terrible at answering questions. <laughs> no, I asked you at the same time, so please forgive me. Uh, coming to Prague, I was living in Winchester in the south of England with my girlfriend at, uh, and not really doing very much. Like, I was making music and, like, released some mixtape with some with a like quite a small independent record label in the UK, Silent Sounds, and was doing like some things and, but it was always not really to the, f I couldn't dedicate my full attention or time to it, to making music or sharing it. Hmm. And blogging at that time was just like, just becoming popular and using the internet to share your music through MySpace and things like that. Uh, but. I was 25, living in Winchester, which was very expensive, and working at a job that wasn't connected with music, really. What job was that? Uh, at that time, I was a fashion buyer. Oh, okay. Well, that's something I know you're, you're very interested in still. Yeah, I'm passionate about clothing and fashion, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, am too, so we have that in common. <laughs> I think that's cool as shit. Yeah, I yeah, saw. it is. It's very cool. Uh, and the shop that I was working in was really cool as well. Like the Hambledon in Winchester. It's a famous shop for lifestyle and like crazy rare pieces and things run by Victoria Suffield. She's but at the end of the day, you person. felt the void of not having music in your life. In yeah, a, because I had to like do my work capacity. in the daytime to pay for rent and all that stuff. And then at night I would DJ at some bars or do some sets somewhere or make music. But it wasn't really going anywhere. I was doing some events with my girlfriend as well in Winchester, some live events, which was pretty cool but barely scraping even and just like, you know, just doing crazy things to... Get by. Yeah, just get by. <laughs> uh, so we, I'd visited Prague a few times as so some friends were already living here. A friend of mine, Neil, who's an, um, also a musician under the name MD and Tuco, DJ Tuco. Mm -hmm. Whom uh, he works with you DJ. on uh, the workout. He does, and on other things, he works uh, as the head of Mean Bucket Records and just started a, a f music uh, company for, for functions and these types of things. But those guys were living in Prague and they booked me a couple of times. So in one year, I was in Prague like five times or something, six times. And every time that I would be on the flight returning from Prague back to England, I would feel like... Shit. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, just the ultimate Sunday feeling. And oh, like, yeah. With a Sunday hangover blues, as well man. on a plane. Like, <laughs> oh, man, that was just such a cool weekend. And everyone's cool here. <laughs> and the, the city's, like, cool. Everything's cheap. 
Of course, the grass is always greener. Like, yeah, it's a different way to live somewhere. <laughs> but if you have the choice to move where you think the grass is greener, then you should fucking move. Exactly. Shut up about the grass and just go and fucking try it. Absolutely. That's one of the skills of getting through hard times or well, figuring yeah. out how to have a great life. And there was a real, like, candid conversation with me and my girlfriend on our <clears throat> kitchen table in Winchester. Where I was like, look, I can't, like like a real Jerry Maguire moment. Like, I can't promise that it's going to be like, <laughs> da, 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 but I think like it's going to be better than this. And there's got to be more to life than just like work, work, like working six days a week, maybe eating in a restaurant a couple of days, a couple of days for the month by some trainers. And that's it. That was the wages done. And like mm-hmm. living just like that. It's kind of fucked up because you're not really, um, it's, you're living month to month with no, you don't have enough money to plan for like one right. year. No six savings. Months. You've got to just like, let's just get to the 31st. And then and it's kind of weird. And I, I, I kind of felt like I was a 70 year old or something. And like, this was the end of my life rather than any kind of build up or like momentum that something was happening. It's mm-hmm. like, this could quite easily be my life for the next 30 years. Like that, that scared me. You might as well jump off the new sleigh bridge. Well, <laughs> it's never that bad. Well, I've never good. experienced it that bad, but. I wanted something better. Okay. And so I sort of pitched it to my girlfriend and yeah, she was open to it because she equally is intelligent and was kind of bound by money and time mm-hmm. in England is like, I don't know. I, I don't like really being down on England, but my situation there was really negative. Like for a young creative person or someone who doesn't want to just do something that everyone else is doing, it's really difficult mm-hmm. without breaking the law, bending the rules, or begging, borrowing. So that leads us to 30-pound gentlemen. You get settled in Prague. Yeah, settled in Prague. And then uh, 30-pound gentleman, or TPG, is the like the brainchild of Danny Fahey, who is also, like, incredibly influential. Like, he's a well-respected, critically acclaimed hip-hop MC under the name Fallacy, who was very popular in the early 90s and... 2000s he was like one of the first people first lyricists that I heard like really using different vocabulary and vernacular and style and talking about brands and always talking about progression but with a very realistic edge he also does a lot in uh, like youth development and youth empowerment working with children in uh, areas of conflict and using art to work through their messages and to get get out there artistic talents but also get out what's in their head often Mm. and through his work with through conflict and he does a lot of community work in manchester where he's based uh he came up with 30 pound gentlemen which is essentially a uh, organization to empower and to teach at the moment specifically young men some life skills that often young men skip if there isn't a a male role model in their life so from the Facebook page, it says 30 Pound Gentleman began as a passion project after its founder, Danny Falls Fahey, mm-hmm. felt that after years of working with young people and the young men he works with in particular, many of those young men were still in need of not just guidance and conventional mentoring, but also in need of the soft skills required to navigate wider society. Mm. So what exactly does that mean to you? What are these soft skills and how are you of service in helping um, some young people navigate? I think the soft skills are sometimes things that we we take for granted or we think that everybody is capable of doing, like eye contact 
and uh-huh. physical contact, when to shake hands, how to shake hands, grooming, how to dress, how to hold yourself. Sometimes these things can be taught and handed down from father or mother to baby, but if that contact wasn't there, that you you can have a human who has no idea of the basic things that initially open doors for you, like, oh, he has a firm handshake, he is more trustworthy than this other person, or he looked me in the eye, I believe what he's saying. These are often things that we see every day from our politicians and salespeople, uh, now vloggers or bloggers, anyone that's projecting themselves or or selling something, a product or themselves, is uh, capable and able to use these skills. But in specifically underdeveloped areas or deprived areas or single parent families or no parent families those skills those just skills get, passed, just get over. passed over and those people get passed over quick time and i think we're living in a very interesting age where where i was coming up listening to music 17 years ago i had to be invested i had to research to find these people today in 2017 you can find great artists and great musicians as long as they've got an internet connection or someone they have, someone they know has. And so it's, it's an opportunity, a time where it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to come from a rich family or be middle class to, to live out your dreams, whether it's to be a musician or a carpenter or whatever, you can share whatever you've got. And TPG is about uh, equipping these young people with the right tools. Do you have one um, young man in particular that you work with? How did, what exactly is your involvement with them? How, how did you forge a relationship? I forged a relationship because Danny Fallacy for Fowls came to Hip Hop Kemp, uh, which is an event that I've been working on since I've been in Prague. And he came as a musician and I knew who he was and I was talking to him quite a lot about what I wanted to do here and why I was here and generally the things I was interested in. And at that time, I was really talking about life coaching and like positive thinking and all this. And he was like, well, yeah, it sounds interesting. And I guess in the back of his mind, he had the idea and then he, he went away and brought me in on this TPG project as a patron, which means that I endorse it, like doing what I'm doing now, Wonderful. talking about it. I support it in any way I can. Um, there's an event coming up next month with the kind of grime exchange, a Czech musician, Smack, and a British mm, musician, mm-hmm. Slay, and we kind of swap their locations and create music in both environments. So I like arranged things in Prague for Slay's visit and got some, um, some radio time and an event performance, etc. Um, one of the founders of Savats, uh, Tonda, I think he really likes... Is it smack? Smack? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he really smack likes smack. <laughs> so if there's anything that we can ever do outside of this podcast, please let us know. Oh, definitely. Um, but that's wonderful. I'm up for it. Cool. Well, one of the things that we know um, that's part of uh, TPG is writing a letter to your younger yes. self. Mm-hmm. And so as we um, get through our, as we move through our podcast, we're going to ask you to think about what you would say to your younger self today. But this is what Craig wrote Back, uh, what was the date on this, Isa? Um, October 2015. October 2015. It's the power of the internet. Yes. The power of the internet. <laughs> you can find everything <laughs> on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> um, I, would you like to read it? Here, uh, here you go. Yeah. It's, here 
you go. Okay, all of it. <clears throat> it's not that long. <laughs> I don't know, my Craig impression is a bit off these days. <laughs> you can do it as months. <laughs> I'll do it as Craig. Okay. Okay, dear Craig, you are 16 right now and I understand how you're feeling. I've been asked to contact you and offer some advice. It's nuts, right? Time travel, time travel shit I know we love. <laughs> anyway, I want to say that it all works out okay. I know you think the big things are worth worrying about right now, but they're really not. Don't be afraid to pursue all of your dreams. I swear achieving isn't as difficult or unattainable as they say. The whole thing, life, is kind of like a game. A game where you'll never have the chance of enjoying it if you don't play. Fuck it. Don't worry about failing or looking stupid or making mistakes. Uh, learn, plan and think. You'll definitely grow and excel in whatever you decide to focus on. Listen to your instincts and trust your judgment. Choose your role models and learn from their achievements, but also from their errors. Question the elements that puzzle you and look for peace and trust in those that provide, that trust in those you decide to build with. Craig Montana. Perfect. Do you have a pen pal with TPG? Anybody that you're a young person that's... Uh, no, no, I don't, because I'm not on the mental level. The mental uh -huh. levels are trained. It's, it's not so... Um, they have followed a very strict set of guidelines because at the end of the courses that they provide, they want to provide uh, recognised accreditations for these young people. Mm -hmm. So I, come, I am like a... I guess in the family tree, I'm like a friendly cousin a wise friendly cousin whereas the the higher levels are like really giving them the 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 information that has been tried and tested not just by from my perspective my um my what's the word not addition but my i provided the letter and i will continue to provide those sorts of things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for tpg um Issa and I have yeah. a question of why it's so hard. You, why do you think it's so hard for young people to navigate themselves in society these days? I think it's hard for all young people to navigate through society at any particular time. There are always going to be problems and issues. Mm -hmm. And I think it's testament to humans and our development that those problems should be slightly different each generation, mm. that perhaps problems might skip a generation. Mm. For example, I've, I recognised quite recently that there's much more, in, I have much more in common with my grandfather in the way that our lives have panned out than I do with my father, in the sense that uh, my grandfather left his home and moved to another country to start a new life and to build his family mm -hmm. around the same time that I did made my change from leaving England to move to Prague. So the, the problems or the issues or the, just the lifestyle changes that you encounter of like going to the shop and not finding your usual brands or mm -hmm. getting on the wrong bus because you didn't understand something that living as a foreigner in a, in a foreign land you have. And I, I have that connection with my grandfather, but not with my father. Mm. And so I think it's difficult for all young people and the generation before always thinks that it was harder for them or that, you know, it's much easier. It isn't, it's just different. And we all have to 
respect each other's problems and that it's all relative, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like part of why um, it's so hard to adapt to change is that we live in a world where we have endless choice? We are kind of overwhelmed by... You, you can go to a store and pick from, I don't know, 20 sorts of pizza, 100 salad dressings. We have just so much choice. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of... I feel like it's kind of a paradox because we do have those kinds of choices. Like salad dressing is a perfect example. Like we only really need one kind of salad dressing. It, so we mm -hmm. have a lot of choice for perhaps the things that don't really matter in our lives, mm -hmm. but the things that really do matter, like I want to live in another country or I want my child to be educated this way, or I don't want this vaccination in my child. Mm -hmm. We don't have that much choice about those things really, or the, the choices that you do make directly affect your life forever. Mm -hmm. They're big choices. Big choices. You can choose a million salad dressings, but you know, this is a yes or no question. Can or does does the does the state recognize you as a human being that can live on this this part of the earth? Like, no, you're out. You're like, right. there's no choice in that. Like, so I think it's so difficult to change because I feel like society is designed is built on people not changing and not changing their, their mind state or changing their habits or changing where they live or, or what they do for their job. In the past, it's always been a job for life and these, this is where you live, this is where you yes. stay, this is how you vote, this is who you sleep with, and <laughs> that's it. Like, you don't make those changes. They are made when you're very young and you stick with it. You decided that you were going to be a carpenter at age five and you're going to be a carpenter until yes. 60. Like you had an assigned role. And now uh, that, um, I mean, it's essential uh, for a human being to have freedom. And by maximizing choice, we maximize freedom. But it also has, it has its benefits, but it also has its disadvantages. I think so, in the right hands. Like some people don't want those kind of choices. They they want to do what their father did or what their grandfather did. I respect that. Some people really want to minimize their choice. Minimize yeah. their choice, and other people want to maximize their choice every day. And living in England, it wasn't that I couldn't see a way for me to do that. My limit, my options were very limited as to whether I went to university or whether I knew this person or that person or whether mm -hmm. I lived in a certain part of the country. And I think that the options are much more open at the moment here and now as they stand I today. definitely felt that way too when I first came to Prague, that anything is possible. Yeah, yeah. If you put your mind to it, which I think is a major skill to learn when you're, uh, you know, assessing Anytime. the challenges of being a human yeah. being, you know? Yeah, I think the easiest way is to only learn in that way. Like, I realized that going through the school system, I was told that I should probably go down this route IT, I should be an IT guy. There's all the jobs are going to be in computing in the year mm. 2000. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a great thing. Like now, no, like IT, it's like <laughs> the market is so saturated, and there are computer programs that can do the jobs of the humans already. So, like that was a complete waste of my time, really. And life is short. And life is short. And like, you should be doing. Something. I could have been doing like I have been, but I could have been book smart and you know learning musical law or been a CEO of. God knows what. But well, you still can. Exactly. 
Um, we're slowly running out of time, sadly, but um, I'm going to double up on a question and uh -huh. say, um, to the point of giving advice or a letter to your younger self now, if you could also address in that letter the, what you find to be the most challenging aspect of being a human being. The most challenging aspect. Sleep. <laughs> right? Like not getting enough? Having too much. I wish I could Whoa. operate on less. Like if I could sleep less, oh then there my would be gosh. more time. That's a great answer. And I could not disagree more. <laughs> it's, it is a bit of a ball ache that we have to sleep so much. Oh if, my gosh. It doesn't make, it, it never made sense to me. Like you're, you're supposed to work for eight hours. Then you're supposed to like sleep for another eight hours. And then that's just not enough time to, to do what I want to do. So I, have, uh, I had um, another friend at NYU who always said the same thing, that if she only could not sleep. Yeah, you know, get a lot more done. Get a lot more done. But, okay, can you craft that into a letter to yourself, your <laughs> younger self? Craig Montana, February 5th, 2017. Oh, right. I've got to like, write it now. Just off the cuff. Um, I would advise my younger self to write more things down. My mother always kept like day books where she was like, at one point she was renovating a house and she'd keep all like samples and notes and measurements and things. And I've started to get into the habit of doing the same thing that after having meetings or having certain thoughts, I write everything down in a book. And I've done it for three or four years now, and it's quite nice to look back at previous books when I feel that I haven't achieved that much. It's good to physically see a book full of my handwriting of things that I've achieved and some things that I can add to next week's to-do list. So I'd write more down, definitely. And I don't know, just enjoy it, like, it's okay. Worry less? Yeah, maybe not worry less. I quite like worrying, because if I worry about it, I know that I care. And if I don't worry about it, then I can forget it. <laughs> so <laughs> if I worry about it, then it's a sign that I'm actually engaged and I give a fuck about it. So I don't okay. mind worrying. If I don't worry about it, then I know that it's not something I need to worry about. Just have low expectations. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. I not to judge everybody by like my standards or my like idea of something like I quite I have a very fixed idea of what something should be or how it should look like or what the end should be and I think at this stage in my life that's not so important mm -hmm. I need to start enjoying the process mm -hmm. because often by the end of something I've, I've already moved on to the next thing anyway so yeah. it's kind of like a never-ending sea of anticlimaxes so yeah I should just enjoy <laughs> it. a never-ending sea of anticlimaxes that, that was my life but now I just enjoy the process and uh, just yeah just do it say yes to things and be happy say yes yeah. Say yes, say yes. Thank you for saying yes to us. We're not done with you yet. Uh -huh. We will be back after the break to wrap it up with Seamonts, otherwise known as Craig Montana. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here at Hard to Be Human. This is Hard to Be Human with Nikki J and Issa. We'll be back in just a moment.
Okay, welcome back to Hard to Be Human. This is Hard to Be Human, a human interest podcast. Good vibes, great guests, invigorating conversations. Hard to Be Human with Nikki J and Isa. For our first guest ever, for the first ever Hard to Be Human podcast, <laughs> we've had Craig Montana, also known as Seamonts, on the air with us, having an invigorating conversation about change and the difficulty of change and how we can challenge ourselves to address those difficulties with style and with grace. Thank you, Craig, for being on our show. We're not done with you yet, though. We have a little treat for all of our listeners. Um, Craig is going to drop some lines on us, do a little freestyle. It's kind of like pre-style. It's not, it's not like spontaneous. It's okay, a we'll pre-written, take it. but like, yeah. Yeah, we'll take it. Because the internet will snipe me. It's like, it's not freestyle. It's not freestyle. Okay, you're right. You're right. And we wouldn't want that to happen. Um, Anything else that you'd like to say before we get to that aspect of our program? Uh, what, like shout outs? Any shout outs you'd like to make? Any final thoughts on uh, change, the paradox of choice, and what it means to be a human being for you? I'll go with shout outs. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some shout outs. Uh, Danny at TPG and John at Mean Bucket, Rosewire and Vanny. True Spin and TSC crew. Yeah, and you guys as well. Thanks, man. Oh, thank We're so happy that you're part of Studio Sabats. Really, it's been a complete joy getting to know you in this way, in a different way than we've gotten to know you in the past, and it really means a lot to me that you're an artist in my community. Really, thank thanks you. so much. Um, yeah, so... Thanks. Let's get let's get to the good stuff. The good stuff. Um, Definitely check out Palm Poto, the music you hear heard in between our segments. Uh, Alex Futterzak. Yeah. Alex Futterzak, former former intern at Studio Savets, and now our Hard to Be Human podcast musician. Shit, yes. the interns like rising up through the ranks. Yeah. <laughs> the producer. And and quickly before we talk about what we're doing next week, TPG also has a radio program. Is there maybe yes. a way we can connect with them? Yes, you can. Uh, the best thing to do to get all TPG information is to go to the TPG website or to the TPG Facebook. So if you go into the Facebook search or a Google search for 30 pound gentlemen, and you'll find it all there. Okay, and maybe we can reach out to them too, Isa, and yes. make, a way, uh, make a pathway for us all to connect, because this was really awesome, and we want to give as many props to TPG as possible. Thanks for doing the work that you do in the community that you're working in. Every, every part counts. Thank you. And what's coming up next? Uh, next, we are going to talk about ignorance and why it's so easy to be ignorant. and Why we like to stay there sometimes yes, and how we exactly. can maybe challenge ourselves to break out of the blissfulness <laughs> yes. that is false blissfulness exactly. due to being ignorant. Yeah? Thanks so much. Hard to be human. Now we get to hear Simon's uh, spit. We'll let uh, Marek, DJ Emrock, DJ Emrock here. Cool. Okay. Good. So an old verse uh, taken from a track called Simmer Down, produced by a thousand names, some Bulgarian producers, and lyrics by me, obviously, Craig Montz. Hard to be human exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> 
my thoughts warp speed. I talk awkward on raw beats, scorch speech torpedes. I need more sleep, my flawed dreams leak through the crevice of the pavement. Space age, my cadence leads me to Satan. Verbatim, my statements are painted in chrome letters arranged in bait places. No faux pas, my jargon sparks whole cars, rogue art, flow dark, prose bogart, so heart, capillaries lyrically leak imagery, a beast wizardry steeped in deep history. Physically jaded, painting faint misery, picking the aging, craving for artillery, a slave to the base bin. Moonlight tapers, I move like vagrants on new life capers. Ha, that's why I slew life's haters. I'm scribbling the matrix on makeshift papers. The moves that this man's made is worth a pebble or sand grain in this vast path where his diction is handmade. In essence, it translates indelible slang sprayed straight from the noggin. It's not ironic, I promise. Just a montane of logic, abonics, abhorrent with knowledge of sonnets. It's a corridor of horrors that many walk for honours. Dollars or chance to pop collars. I'm a far cry from the dark nights in parks, right? 2020 swiggers cripple livers under starlight. I upgrade to plush raves and bar fights. High price tricks whose addictions cast lines, whose past find hard times. Whose past crying through the dark nights. Life's cold if you fall foul. Thoughts shrouded, crowds browse peripheries. No pity for my misery, the ink tip synergy. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hard to be human. being a human is being a father. I enjoy raising our son.